Welcome back. Spring racing with myself and the skip again. Champions Day down in Flemington and I believe it's Five Diamonds Day up in Rose Hill. Could be called something else but I'm not too sure. But before we get to the racing I thought I'd let the skip go. A little, little side project launched yesterday. I'll let you talk about it a little bit. Yeah, g'day listeners. Um, yeah, did start the own sort of podcast as well uh, called Pub Yarns. Follow us on Instagram as well, Pub Yarns underscore pod. We're just sort of Similar sort of thing to uh, the other boss Blasphemers podcast, just a bit of talking shit and a bit of sport as well, and a few uh, bit of advice every now and then from uh, me and a few mates. So, but anyway, another great day of racing, and hopefully plenty of winners again. Hundred percent, build on that reputation as the best big race punter in the land, eh? That's it. Hopefully, I didn't jinx it. <laughs> but we'll start off. We'll head starting off in our neck of the woods, Rose Hill. It's a good four at the moment. It's going to be a good track. No rain today. No rain predicted tomorrow. I Very rarely do these Metro tracks get to a good three, so it should stay in that good four range. But we're kicking off in race seven, the group two hot Danish. It's for the Phillies and Mares over seven furlongs. I like the two plays here. My main play is She's a Belter. Resumed in the invitation where she drew the rail and just had no luck. Got stuck three three back, sorry, the fence, and never got clear running. She's about second favourite at the moment, four bucks. It was a similar story to the favourites, uh, Electric Girl, who was in that same race. They both had horror luck, except Electric Girl got out with about 200 to go and ended up running second. I'm just hoping she's a bolter. Drawn a bit wider now in six instead of the rail. Hoping, hopefully Pikey will stalk the fave. And she'll get back to showcase that electric foot she showed back on top of the ground. Dry track where she's five starts for four wins in a second, including win- winning the JJ Group 1 JJ Atkins um, in the autumn. And then I'm having a little win play on uh, Shamut, I think it's name, number 10 from the Chris Lee stable. Flew home last start, I was on him in a benchmark 88, almost got the win. But he just has that little bit of X factor about her, which I can't, I just can't let her go around without having something on. Never raced on a good track since coming to Australia, and it's the first time Chris Lee's tried her over 1,400 since she's come over to Australia, and that's where her best European form has come, from that 1,400 to the mile. So I've just gone 75 on She's a Bolter and 25 on Shemut. How's the skip seeing the race? Yeah, I've gone a similar play to you as well. I've gone She's a Belter. Uh, I just think, obviously, before last start on the soft ground, I was in un- unreal form, and yeah, it's- Pretty much says here to loves a dry track and it looks like we should get a very dry track at Rose Hill. The piking on board and it's the lightest weight in the field too. So yeah, I'm all chips in on Chisabelta. Was looking at Electric Girl, but just it, sometimes it just doesn't impress me. As I don't, I think three dollars is a bit unders for it. And I think Chisabelta probably might drift out a bit in the race too, come race time. Um, but yeah, that's I'm all chips in. Nothing else really interests me. I think we might see a bit of a favourite day too. Unfortunately, we couldn't get him here again, but please put in the comments. You want him? We want him live. Try and pressure him. KG couldn't. Wouldn't. I think he's a little bit nervous, but he's he's chips in on Electric Girl. Hundred bucks there. So it looks like the main two favourites for all the boys there, and then a little little each way play from. Well, not each way, but each way odds for myself. Moving on, race eight. The first edition of the Five Diamonds, strictly for the five-year-olds, over 1,800. It's been brought in by Peter Volandis. It got brought in alongside the Big Dance. It's to entice trainers to sort of keep their horses racing instead of retiring because most of them do it after like three, four-year-old campaigns. But we'll move on to the race. What way are you leaning? I've got two plays here. 
First play is on the favourite Ellsberg. It's been in fantastic form. Its last two starts have been quality, and I think it had a dead heat. We top ranked in a Group One not long ago, and it ran a really good race too. And I think the dry uh, dry track will help it. Obviously, new tests at eighteen hundred metres, but. I think that's probably the one to beat. And I've actually gone a little Cornella as well. I've gone a $50 Cornella with Ellsberg and Ayrton. Well, on it the other week, and it sort of just didn't get going. But hopefully the dry track, which it does love, can maybe enhance it and, you know, try to get it running like it used to earlier in its uh, earlier stages. So, yeah, they're my two plays. So, yeah, my main play is Ellsberg and Ayrton as well to come second. There you go. Ellsberg to win. Little little Quinella exact to play there with Ed and in second. Myself, the obvious form to follow is the five diamonds prelude where Ellsberg won. Dominant two point five. There was a bit there was a couple hard luck stories in and behind him. But I'm not convinced on the race, so I just went away, headed away from that form, and I'm jumping in on Uncle Bryn. Absolutely rattled home in the Sale Cup last start, one by two and a half. I love the wider draw here for this boy. It means Rachel King's probably going to go back. That's where he fries. First up, this prep chase solidly out wide and from the tail in the Group 2 PB Lawrence. Getting within th- three lengths of Mr. Brightside and I Am Superman. A couple quality horses there. And if you take out the Group 1 two-rack run, where the jockey just wasn't happy with his action, he ended up running last. He has great form. He split Smoking Romans and Gold Troop, who won the Cup on Tuesday. Obviously over further, but still going alright in the Group 3 naturalism. And there was a distant second to military expert when the valley leader bias was in full swing and military expert went on to place in that two-rack third where he was last. So I've just gone 55 the win, 45 the place. The 45 the place is just to cover the $100 back. So if it places, you get the 100 back, depending what price you get, punters. But that's how I'm playing. And then the, our little man, not here, he's got a couple plays as well, similar to Skip, but he's gone 40 bucks each way. So 40 the win, 40 the place on Dar Mill, the 9. And then $20 the win on Law of, Law of Indices, the second fave there. Huey Bowman aboard. So a fair few there. I think we've got the top five in the market there, the boys. So surely we're due for a winner there, hopefully. If not, we have... Oh, surely we get one. Surely one. <laughs> if we don't get a winner in that race, any three of us, we are struggling big time. Uh, we're going to move down south. Champions Day down at Flemington. The last day of the Melbourne Cup Carnival. It's been a bit of, honestly, before we get into it, a little bit of a, been a struggle for myself personally. I don't know, how have you gone so far Melbourne Cup Carnival? Oh, I haven't been betting too much, but no luck in the Melbourne Cup. Obviously, always a tough day and a tough race to pick. And I did look at some of the odds. I think I had... Um, Nugget as well. I think it was a race nine or something in Flemington on Melbourne Cup Day, and I thought it was home and hose, and then ended up getting chased down. But yeah, besides that, I, I think there was. I don't think there was any winners under three dollars besides White Marlin. All above ten dollars, I believe. It's such a tough day to pick. Uh, Oaks Day, no luck with Foxy Cleopatra. Just yeah, I was a bit worried about the distance, and yeah, um, she's extremes is too well with Tommy Berry on board. Yeah, it's been a tough... Yeah, Tuesday was particularly tough, as you said. I th- I think I was at the pub, and every time I looked up, there was double-figure winners, no matter the track you're at, so very difficult. But onto the races. The track, it's rated a good four now. As I, It was a soft five when I was doing form, but it's no rain today or tomorrow, so good four at the moment. Starting off, race six. The first of the group ones down there. It's for the sprinters up the straight, the Darling Sprint over 1,200. 
And looking at the market, it's a three-horse race. And I have a pretty strong feeling you're siding with at least one of those because I know you love him. You go for it. Yeah. Yes, it's my best bet of the day, and you do not see this horse lose twice in a row, and it's very rare that it has a bad run. It's nature strip. I'm all chips in. It's my best bet of the day. I just think it's just, I reckon, honestly, I can see this winning by the Flemington straight. I think it's in for an easy win. I know you got the likes of Giga Kick that beat it in the uh, the Everest, but I think nature strip's just too classy and will hit back well. Drew the tough sort of barrier again in the 12, but I still think he'll probably still lead and continue on and hopefully win the race for me at well it's about a dollar 85 now hopefully drifts out a bit obviously another great race good to see giga kick in there so i think it'll be out of giga kick and nature shoot but yeah more chips in on nature shoot and very keen on it yeah dollar 85 the wide barrier shouldn't matter too much up the straight but depending where they're going there's no eduardo in the race to run the strip off his feet no doubt if Eduardo's not in the Everest, the strip probably still wins. But there's still a couple we're going to go forward and apply a little bit of pressure. $1.80 is way too short for myself to jump in. I always like to have a look around, so I'm repaying the faith in Bella Nipotina. In career best form, made a mess of him in the Group 1 Manicato last start when I was on and tipped. That was to the tune of 4.75 lengths, absolutely shitted in. And then the start before that went down ahead in the Group 1 Moyer. And she travelled 3-4 wide that day, came down the centre of track where the winner, which was Colin uh, Gatta, I believe, could be wrong, she stuck on the rail and that was red hot that night. Lose Willow, he teams up with Giga Kick again, but Jay Carr goes aboard, which I'm a big fan of Jamie Carr. She's struggling of late, but yeah, I'm sticking with her. So she's about 6 bucks. I'm going $90 on Bella Nipotina, and then I'm going a little cheeky $10. I was going to go each way, but I thought it's too tough with the numbers so my little blowout result is going to be Argentia she this is a talented daughter of Frankel six top two finishes from nine starts and I can't remember what it was early in her career maybe fourth or fifth start I remember backing her in it might have been Caulfield absolutely flew home to just get up and since then she's been one I haven't really been able to catch her since but she's two from two up the Flemington straight she won last week I believe on Saturday or the week before up the straight obviously not as quality field, but she's drawn out with the strip. She's, I think, 15, 14 after a scratching, so I'm backing on Timmy Clark. He'll he'll um, follow in Nature Strip out there, and if those top liners aren't quite there, I reckon she's not a bad little play at 46 bucks. 750 the place there. And then our man, he's on oh, pretty simple. He's got a $100 standout trifecta. So Nature Strip to win, and then Giga Kick, Bella Nipotina, and Rockin' Horse, them to run second or third. Two of the three there to run second and third, plus the strip win, and you'll get your money there. Moving down, next up we got the Group 1 Kennedy Mile, and as the name suggests, it's over the mile. And I normally don't do this on the feature races, but I'm chips in on the favourite, Private Eye. Heartbreaking in the Everest when a half a length second when I was on at like 19s, 18s, and then broke my heart last up, last start in the Nature Strip Stakes, beating my pick Marzu. And watching that replay in the straight, he looked like he was, wasn't going to get there, but really knuckled down the last 300, 200, and was explosive over that last couple hundred. So that's bowls well rising from the 13 to 1600, and you're probably reading his form going, maybe he doesn't get the mile, but this he's two from three at the mile. 
He's won the 2020, he won the 2021 Epson Handicap as well. And I love that Brendan Abdullah made the trip down. So that's where I am. Chips in on Brendan, uh, Private Eye. Sorry. What about yourself? Yeah, I'm also all chips in on Private Eye as well. Obviously, probably probably one of the form horses in the country at the moment. Been flying. Flew last week as well. In the Everest, it was flying as well. And the start before that, I think it ran a ridiculous last 600 metres. I think it was about the 30, just under 34 seconds or something, which is crazy quick coming down that straight. So I think Private Eye will be too good for him. Cascading will be up there, but I think it probably needed a little bit wet on the, on the ground, maybe a soft six, and then I might have leaned it a little bit to Cascadian. But yeah, I'm all chips in on private eye. I'm pretty confident as well, and that is my other best bet of the day too. So back to back races, and you know what? That's my multi private eye into Nature Strip. Hopefully that can uh, get up for the listeners and myself because that'll be a fantastic day as I'll be at Rose Hill kicking those on on the big screens. Yeah, there you go. KG, he's gone. Again, another little two-play. He's got $40 each way on Tuvalu and $20 on Alligator Blood. I was tempted to chuck the blood in there. He looks like probably the only leader. But, yeah, there you go. And then the last of the features, the Group 1 McKinnon Stakes, over 2,000. Headlined by arguably the best horse in the world at the moment, Animo. I think you've backed him almost every start this spring, and I'm assuming you're doing the same here. Yeah, but I'm I'm going to have a $50 bet on Animo. I know it's only short and get you a little bit of money back. I, I think it will win. Well, my other play is $50 on I'm Thunderstruck too. It was flying last start in the Cox Plate, I think it was. Jeez, it wasn't too far away. Another Probably if it drew a better barrier, I think it wins that. So I'm also pretty keen on I'm Thunderstruck. What about you? Yeah, I'm. you've picked both of them, so... And my first little th- comment here is I would be very surprised if one of those top two don't win. I'm going to go on Thunderstruck just at a better price, all 100 on it. There's no doubt Animos probably is the class, no doubt. But you could make the argument on Thunderstruck would have won the Cox Plate last start with a bit of luck. Only went down half a length. I also think I'm Thunderstruck's going to be better suited by the bigger track of Flemington, where he's won twice and ran second from three starts. And interesting enough, Interestingly enough, Animo's never been to headquarters down at Flemington, so I don't think it's going to affect him, obviously. He's a class, but found that interesting. And then my last little thing about it, I'm going to be absolutely livid if Zaki or Mwanga wins, because I think I've been on both of them two or three times this prep, and they've disappointed me every start. So as soon as I jump off, I feel like one of them's going to go bang on me and just absolutely kill me. But, uh, yeah, so 100 there for me on I'm Thunderstruck, and KG. He's gone the $100 exacta. He's gone Animo the win. And then I'm Thunderstruck, Zaki, or Mr. Maestro to run second. One of those three just to get in second for a result there for KG. That's the features done and dusted. We're moving around the country. What do you like around there? Around the ground, Skip? Uh, nothing too major for me yet. I'll have a bit more of a look in the morning for Rose Hill. But I do like Race 10, Rose Hill, Bella Rogue. It's probably, it's, I think it's best bet for a few punters out there, and I'm pretty keen on it. Hopefully the track does stay dry. I don't think we're getting any rain, but you never know in Sydney at the moment. So that's my other play. And then I've got one more in Doomden, Race 9, Aussie Nugget. It's been in pretty good form lately. It's ran a, last three starts have been a third, second, and first. And it does, it probably suits this race out of the last couple of races it's been in. So I think it should be two quality for the field and I do have another one as well but it's it's not a horse it's actually a, a dog I believe it's running in Richmond straight at 9.58 in the morning 
and it's called Burn Rubber. It won for me the other week when I was at the pub, and it was, it was one of those things you just got a black book and get on every time it runs. So we'll see how it goes. The odds aren't out yet, so we'll have to see what they are in the morning. Richmond in the morning, is it? Yeah, Richmond straight, I believe. Burn. I think it's yeah. I think it's a nine fifty eight a.m. Could yeah. be wrong. Yeah, it is nine fifty eight a.m. Burn rubber the eight up the straight. That doesn't too. The eight doesn't bad too bad. But there you go, another greyhound tip. We haven't had one for a while. I think the last one was um, can't remember who was it. The dog whisperer. I don't know if it ended up winning. Yeah. It did. Uh, yeah, I don't think it won. I think it won. Uh, come second. So. Oh, was it second? There you go. Yeah. Well, hopefully the boys can go fifty percent on the greyhound tips. But myself, I've only got the four this week. I was finding it a bit tricky to find around the ground, so pretty light for myself. I've gone Ascot Race 2, My Bella May. Fantastic debut run, sprinted away by 2.3 for a soft win in the end. Big concern is Prawns 11, who was impressive on resumption, but I'm just hoping the better barrier and the 2.5 kilos less allows my girl to prove herself too good. Couple at Eagle Farm, Race 2, Hatchet. Disappointed last start as favourite when third, beaten three lengths. However, that was over the 1350. I think he's a better horse over the 1200. Two wins, two placings from four. And going to control the race from the front there from barrier two or three, I believe. Race four, Clairvoyance, Molly. Three placing from four starts this prep. Been unlucky a couple times as well. And been hitting the lodge strongly over 1200. Now rises at 1350, which should suit and be no issue. And then my last little one, Geelong. Race nine, I believe it's the feature there down at Geelong. Uh, Mr. Me. Place first up at this track, followed up with back-to-back wins on heavy track at, I think, Pakenham and another one maybe. Has drawn awkwardly, but it's not a ton of speed on paper, so should get a cross and lead and hopefully get a result there for myself. That's me done and dusted. Skip's done. His little multi-wars, private eye and a nature strip. I haven't got one for you, punters, unfortunately. Anything else before we get into a before we wrap up here? Uh, no, but if you're down at Rose Hill... Don't be afraid to come say g'day, and yeah, I'll try to give you a few tips throughout the day. Hopefully plenty of winners and plenty of beers too. There you go. I'll be at Wong Racecourse, the provincial track, the local track. I love Wong. If you're at either one, come see us. Hopefully we've lent you into a couple winners. If not, oh my. Spring Carnival's coming to an end, so we might have to go on ice. But anyway, enjoy a great Saturday of racing. Find plenty of winners. Gamble responsibly and sing plenty of piss, eh?